The World Cup Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100 and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Welcome everybody to the World Cup Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I am here in Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. It is freezing cold. Uh, today is Wednesday, the 7th of December. And we are here to handicap the final two quarterfinal games um, for Saturday, December the 10th. And here to do this with me, um, he's a little bit confused, everybody, and we'll tell you why in a minute, is Mr. Barry Penaluna. Baz, how are you doing? Good evening, not bad, not bad. Well, right, what's confusing you, Baz? Come on, let's get this out in the open. Let's, we'll effectively have our production meeting now in the first the first 90 seconds of the show is going to be our production meeting. So what is it that's got your head scratching? Well, ordinarily, we record this show two nights before the games come out. Yes. And release it that day. So everyone's got a good 24, 36 hours to listen to the show. Yeah. For you... For a change, I'm doing some work tomorrow. It's not yes. happening often, uh, so we're having to do this all a bit of a bit of a mess. So ordinarily tonight we'd record talking about Friday's games, which we are going to do. <laughs> but before that, we're recording a show to be released Thursday night about Saturday's games. So you've got them got you've got us back to front. So I'm, but I'm, I'm, what I'm, my I'm point really... was, Baz, when you started bleating on about this five minutes ago before we started recording is. I don't see what difference it makes to anything. Because you said it is even going to affect like the lifestyle chat and stuff, but it's all in the future. So oh it's happening. There's gonna be, be continuity errors, isn't there? Some, like how though people are gonna be listening to stuff on Thursday night that we've already I don't know. I I feel like the Wednesday show we're gonna be talking about stuff that we haven't talked about yet on the Thursday show, if that makes sense. It doesn't make any sense. I don't get it because nothing's happened since we last recorded. (laughs) Now it's going to happen in between. Basically, we're going to take a 30-second break and then record the next one. (laughs) And if we want to talk about what you want for your tea, that's not going to make any difference to people. What day you did it? I know, but I'm talking about the same tea twice then, aren't I? But no, well, just don't double up on your tea talk. (laughs) What did you have for your tea? It's an absolute mess. What did I have for my tea? Yeah. Um, I've had a jacket potato. Oh, have you? With uh, tuna? Cheese and beans. Nah, I had cheese and beans on toast. Now, I'll tell you what, I bet that sent the American audience into an absolute frenzy, Baz. The old beans. Oh, the beans. They couldn't understand it. It blows their mind. Absolutely right. blows their mind, a tin of beans. Um, right. Oh, yeah, they can't cope with that, Baz. beans are in, like, tomato sauce. Oh, they're fully aware of the bean situation. They just can't get their heads around it. Right. Oh, beans um, go with everything, don't they? Beans do go with everything. I had beans on toast um, with cheese on and a big crack of black uh, pepper, Baz. Yeah, that was my tea. Bit of Tabasco um, on mine. Oh, beautiful. That, yeah, I had a bit of hot sauce. Um, I need to tell you, actually, about the worst dinner of the 
tournament so far. And I only cooked this dinner, Baz, to try and make the kids eat something. The kids' diet is horrendous. You were talking last night about how Chloe and Sophie eat all sorts of things. My two kids, nothing. They've eaten nothing in their life that's not brown and covered in breadcrumbs, right? <laughs> so I made a chicken stew, Baz, on Monday. There was three ingredients, right? Potatoes. Peeled them, chopped them up, put them in the pot. Chicken breast. Cut it up with some scissors, straight into the pot. And the third ingredient was water, right? And that's what I made. Like prison dinner. Like <laughs> That's not a meal. That is not a meal. <laughs> You can't save like, kids that, man. Like, no. And I've not, like, great expectations. It was probably a prison dinner. It was like, Char- I felt like Charles Dickens serving it up. Um, <laughs> put it in the oven for a couple of hours. And do you know not what, Not even a stock cube. Not even a stock No, cube. no, no. Nothing. Carrots, nothing. Three ingredients. Oh, it come out. Let me tell you, Baz, it was delicious for a start. The, the tatty water... And the chicken water had got a little, just a bit like noodle soup, you know, like sort of chicken, chicken noodle soup, that sort of thing. But obviously, I could then serve mine up, and I put a bit of salt and pepper on, did some green beans on the side, a little bit of hot sauce in. But I just served it up to the kids as plain old soft potatoes, white, plain old soft white chicken. Bob ate it. Betty turned her nose up, saying the potatoes taste funny. I was like, oh yeah, I kind of some of the. I don't know if that was terrible parenting. Or I think it's probably the product of long-term terrible parenting. Um, yeah, but I didn't I mean to take a photo. It was the most uninspiring-looking thing you've ever seen. No, I'm not sure you can call that a stew. Well, <laughs> nothing is it? That's it's just not a meal. Grim. My, my my kids would they wouldn't eat that like no way. Well, so if he did, uh, the leftover beef goulash uh, today. Yeah, uh, and I looked at it. To be fair, there wasn't much beef left in it. Right. So it was more like a goulash soup, uh, but still very tasty with a load of bread dunked in it. So Very canny. Um, I've been to football training the night, Baz. I had a bovril. I haven't had a bovril for ages. I tell you, it was freezing. Um, I think we, we set off, it was minus one. Uh, we had to defrost the van. Um, got up there and I was meant to take training. And I, frankly, I couldn't be asked, so I just left, left Kristen to take training. Uh, well, I went inside where it was warm, into the bar, and I had a bovril, and it was incredibly delicious, Baz. Uh, I think I might have to get myself a little a little jar of bovril because it's it's an underrated bevy, I think. Yeah. I've never... It's not something I have often like. I'm, I'm not against it on a cold day. Uh, well, it's a traditional match day. I mean, how hard. would you describe a bovril? Some, like, some people call it beef tea, don't they? I've heard it described like... It? It's just a beefy hot, drink. It's a like hot a beefy, beefy drink. Stock. Yeah, that's simple as that. I mean, between it's a like hot beefy drink and a, and a tin of beans, Baz, the uh, the Americans are going to be... Uh, we're reinforcing all the American stereotypes. Um, I remember we had that the full English breakfast, at the four, me four-pound Shields Road full English um, that I had a few weeks ago. Well, I have every Saturday morning now. Um, we had some full English chat with... I can't remember who it was on Twitter... It was Cousin Mush or somebody, uh, one of the SGP listeners, who was asking what the pudding was. And, then, um, and again, the beans and the tin tomatoes is another thing like so. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Uh, see, and you told me we wouldn't be able to get any lifestyle chat out of sequence before we did Friday's games. And now look. I know, but I'm, this is Thursday night now. 
but it's actually Wednesday night, and I've just told you about my Wednesday tea, but people won't be hearing this till Thursday, so it's yeah. got me confused, Mal. I can't, I can't get away from it. All right, okay. Well, we'll anyway, see. We'll see how it pans out, but you know, you, you live and learn. If I start talking about the future rather than the present and the past, I'll feel more comfortable. I think. Right. Okay. So the future, Baz, that we're going to look into is Saturday's World Cup quarterfinals games number three and four. Uh, between Morocco and Portugal, and then England and France. Um, the early game is a three o'clock kickoff in the UK, which is 10 a.m. Uh, Eastern time, stateside. Morocco against Portugal. Morocco are nine to two, uh, plus 450. The draw is at five to two. Plus two fifty Portugal are minus one uh four to six. I'm just gonna let me just uh, minus I had them down at minus one fifty. There's been a little bit of line movement bars, I think, there. I'm just gonna stick my old odds converter on. Um Portugal are I had them down as minus one fifty. Let me just check. 1.7 minus one forty two. So they've actually drifted a little bit. Um, so seven to ten, seven to ten for Portugal, a price of minus one forty-two. Um, so a little bit of movement in favour of Morocco, or maybe in favour of the draw. In fact, the draw was plus two sixty. That's going to uh, plus two fifty. Uh, so yeah, a tiny little bit of line movement there. Things settling down um, to qualify. Obviously, this is a knockout game, so uh, that was the ninety-minute markets to qualify. Um, Morocco are plus two fifty, price of five to two. And Portugal are three to ten, which is a price of minus three thirty-three. Um, Morocco, we will deal with first. Uh, their four games: they had a nil-nil draw with Croatia, beat Belgium two-nil, beat Canada three-one, and then drew nil-nil with Spain, going through on penalties. Uh, trends: we've had under two and a half goals three out of four of those games. Both teams to score in one out of four of those games. Portugal have beaten Ghana 3-2, uh, drew, uh, beat Uruguay 2-0, and then lost 2-1 to South Korea in what was for them a dead rubber at the end of the group stages. They then moved on to beat Switzerland 6-1 um, in the round of 16. Under two and a half goals just once out of four. Both teams to score three times out of four. Uh, Morocco... They've been the biggest surprise team, really, uh, certainly to, I suppose, non, non-Moroccans and non-African uh, followers. Uh, they, first of all, they won Group E, which was a group that had Croatia and Belgium in it. So even if you had Morocco down uh, to qualify, not many people would have had them down to win that group. I'm uh, just trying to dig out what price they were uh, to win Group E. Uh, sorry, they won Group F. And they were 10 to 1 uh, to win Group F and uh, 2 to 1. To, to qualify out of it at all. Um, they then beat Spain on penalties. So they've kept three clean sheets uh, in the tournament. I think they've kept clean sheets in seven of the last eight competitive games as well. Um, they've played really defensively, but they have done it well. They've executed what they've had to do. Amrabat um, has stood out in the playing in the guard dog role just in front of the defence. I'm a player... Um, we're quite familiar with him in this company. I'm not sure where he is now. He was at Watford. Uh, did okay at Watford. It's a very unglamorous job, but he's done it really well. Hakim Ziyech is 
quite unreliable, but has a little bit of quality where it's shown. And then um, Ashraf Hakimi uh, has done really well. He's led the team um, quite well. Seems a very grounded and sensible kid. Um, and the goalie we talked about as well for the Golden Glove. I noticed that price had shifted from 20 to 1 into 16 to 1. Uh, Simmers, who seems um, absolutely determined to go skint on the back of our picks, had picked uh, a lot of the stuff we put up in our futures show. Uh, last night and he's uh, back Bruno but I noticed that price had gone 16 to 1 for 20 so we can't be the only one who thinking he was a bit of value um, their XG every game has been over 1 on just one occasion um, that kind of as you'd expect just really the way they've played so I think we know pretty much exactly what, what we're going to get out of Morocco they're not going to do anything different than what they tried against Spain the other night um, Portugal have done everything uh, expected of them they've been certainly better than I thought they qualified with two wins out the group the South Korea defeat is largely irrelevant they made a whole load of changes because they were already through uh, played really well against Switzerland winning 6-1 uh, a little bit lopsided that one uh, XG there was 2.44 uh, we saw that when England scored 6 against Iran uh, in their first game as well still don't know what's happening with Ronaldo there was all that circus um, when they played on Tuesday night. Um, Gonzalo Ramos came in. Um, young kid scored a hat-trick. They've got a lot of other good players. Leao came off the bench and looked really good. Uh, so my handicap of this one, Vaz, really, you talk, you, it's the Moroccan defence against the Portuguese attack for, for the most part. That's what you're handicapping, I think, and it's which one you think can come out on top. Now, I can't not fade Portugal, Baz, because I've done it all tournament. And But really, shut up. It was how I'm going to fade them. Um, because there's various ways of skinning this cat. Morocco never really looked in danger against Spain. And actually, I thought they created the best chances. They had a little flurry before half-time or half-chances. And then they made two one-on-ones um, in extra time as well. My starting point for this to work back from was a 1-1 draw, Baz, I've got this at, um, which is a 6-1 shot. The draw in itself is 13-5, plus 260. Um, and under 2.5 at 4-6, to six, minus 150. Chalky, obviously, the way Morocco have, um, have not conceded goals. And then both teams to score even money, plus 100. Um, my pick, Baz, is going to be and Morocco to score exactly one goal, which is at a price of six to four plus 150. That's inside 90 minutes. Now, I think they're unlikely to get two. I don't think they're good. They've bust the balls to get two. Um, the part of the reason I took this is this does will it obviously will pay if they lose two one or three one. So, Portugal are very short price favourites. As much as I'm fading them, I fade them all tournament and I've been very wrong. So they could turn Morocco over here, 2-1, 3-1. Hell, they could even beat them 6-1 like they did against Switzerland and this will still cash. Um, I think Morocco, with it being a knockout game, they're going to have to go for it a little bit. Portugal have conceded goals. Um, the only clean sheet they've kept was against Uruguay. They conceded 2v Ghana, 2v Korea and one against Switzerland. And something else that stood out was the half with the most goals being the second half. We picked that before. Uh, that's at a price of 11 to 10 plus 110. You're just expecting this to go nil-nil at halftime. Portugal aren't going to break their neck early on to try and break them down. And Morocco will just sit 
So nil nil at half time is particularly appealing. Um, so first half nil nil is at a price of thirteen to eight plus one sixty two. So they were my three picks. Um, first half no goals thirteen to eight. Half with the most goals being in the second at eleven to ten. But Morocco to score exactly one goal in ninety minutes plus one fifty just gives me that little bit of a safety net. Uh, should Portugal turn them over two one bad? So that's where I ended up. I was hoping to get some. Um, on these markets, on these four games, was to get some card market and some referee stuff, but they haven't announced the refs yet, so I wasn't unable to uh, to get that done. So maybe if we find anything, we'll we'll tweet that out um, at uh, on our World Cup um, Twitter page. So yeah, they're my picks. Baz, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I start off thinking exactly the same starting point as you. It's it's defence against attack, isn't it? We've got the best. Defensive record in the tournament. Morocco conceding only one in four games. And let's not forget they came into the tournament with a really good record of three clean sheets in their previous three as well. Uh, against Portugal, who are now sort of joint top scorers in the tournament alongside England with 12. Um, I mean, there's no no doubt Morocco are going into this on a huge high after their exploits versus Spain the other day. Um, do wonder how much that took out of them, all the extra time. Um and a big effort to get past Spain in that, whereas Portugal, on the other hand, sort of cruised to victory, didn't they? Uh, and will also be hugely buoyed by that performance last night. Um, as I say, Morocco have been built on being hard to beat, haven't they? But I'd, I'd, point, I'd looked at the same as you. They're not pulling up any trees at the other end. I've got them down with an average of 0.7 XG per game. Um, so I, I, I know you've gone for the goals. I, I'm... Not not hugely on the side of them, but I mean they can have they can have one. We might bet it won't won't hopefully affect me. Um, as pessimistic as we've been on Portugal throughout, um, I think I've sort of I'm 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 past it now. I'm, I'm prepared to sort of sit up and take notice of them. Following the other day, sort of watching the highlights of that, I didn't get to watch the game. Just look a bit sort of. <laughs> They look a bit revitalised without Ronaldo, don't they? They look a bit more free-flowing. Yeah, that's true. Sort of shackles off type. Of, just a better team. And I mean, there's no doubt Ronaldo is one of the greatest to do it. Uh, but as he's drawn the end of his career, I think more and more people are of this view that he's, he's a bit more of a hindrance for teams. Certainly there was there was a lot of Man United fans started to feel that. There'll always be some who'll, who'll defend him and say he's he's undroppable and all that. I mean, a hindrance might, might be the wrong word, but I just think, Distraction, so up, maybe, Baz. They end up playing differently with him there, don't they, to what they can when he's when he's not there. Uh, and we've seen it at Man United, and the other day sort of produced a similar sort of result. Um, and I can't imagine for a second Ronaldo walks straight back into the team after that performance yesterday. So I, I'd be very surprised if, if they changed anything. Um, so, yeah, I mean... I took Portugal to get through on, on my wall chart. I had Portugal to beat Morocco, and I'm, I'm sticking with that. Um, and as I say, assuming Ronaldo isn't playing, that that gives me more more confidence in Portugal than, than they would otherwise. Uh, I think 46 is a little bit short. I do think it'll be a low-scoring game. I, I would think more along the lines of a 1-0, 2-0, possibly 2-1. But the Unders is also a little short. Um, mm-hmm. So I decided to 
double them up. So Portugal to win along with a under three point five goals. Um, just brings it just over even. So rather than taking the four to six, I'm, I'm not expecting a, a Portugal to blow anyone out here, and I'm not expecting Morocco to be heavily involved in the goals. So eleven to ten uh, for Portugal to win and under three and a half goals. Uh, plus one ten was was my my pick for this one. Um, if Ramos starts, I was looking at the goal scorers any time nine to four for Ramos. If he's got his eye on that, you know, fancies his chances of getting in on the golden boot action. Possibly, he'd feel like he'd have to pick one or one or two up here to to get in the mix with Mbappe. Uh, but nine to four, possibly worth a little go if Ramos does start on a high. I mean. Nobody was talking about Ramos before yesterday, were they? And then after no. the game, you go on Twitter and there's all these football experts who are like, oh, <laughs> if you didn't know about Ramos until tonight, you haven't been watching football. It does my head in that, doesn't it? Yeah, all of yeah. them come out the woodwork claiming, oh, I've, I've been watching him for years at Benfica and he's, you know, I always knew he was going to be a star. Didn't didn't speak out beforehand or anything or moan that he wasn't playing or anything. So, um, But yeah, kids should be on a high. Nine to four, any time, I'll, I'll put that up as well. Yeah, classic after timing. I mean, if, if you are in on Portugal, and I know it's kind of at this point, I'm just trying to find a winner against them out of sheer bloody-mindedness. Um, I don't think seven to ten is a bad price. Like, if you stick a hundred, if you want to stick a hundred down to win 70, um, and you think Portugal can can beat them one, one or two nil, um, then I, w- I wouldn't put you off that at all. I think it's a perfectly reasonable price, actually. And like you say, it has shifted even just eight points uh, towards what would be your favour if you were a Portugal batter. When we had um, Ty Roder on from the MLS Gambling Podcast a couple of times, uh, quite a lot of his bets he would factor in a under sort of three, under four and a half kind of thing. Um, just to add sort of 10 or 15% onto a money line bet that he thought was a little bit short. So exactly what you've done here, Baz. Um, so what you what you can't have is Portugal winning four 0 or three one really. Um, yep. They're the two score lines that you're um, ruling out, um, and hoping that Portugal can do uh, what Spain and Belgium and Croatia um, could all not do, and that's beat Morocco in ninety minutes. So uh, pay your money and take your choice. Love that, Baz. Um, I'm going to tell you about our headline sponsor here on the. World Cup Gambling Podcast. Nearly said the MLB Gambling Podcast, but I didn't. The uh, win bet live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. If you're ready to win money and boost your odds, this is the place to do it. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on win bet. Same game, parlays. Get amongst all of that. Construction zone. Get your Cones out in your high vis on. Great promos, odds and payouts. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100 to win $100. Loads to choose from. Head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older. Present the state where play through winbet is available. If you were someone who knows a gambling problem, call one 800 522 Double zero. Game two on Saturday is a 7 p.m. kickoff, 2 p.m. Eastern time between England and France. England are two to one 
to win in 90 minutes, plus 200. The draw is at 9 to 4, plus 225. And France are 7 to 5, plus 140. To qualify, England 11 to 10, plus 110. France are 13 to 18, minus 138. Um, Baz, England v France, take it away. Oh, tricky one, this one, isn't it? Yeah, really, really hard. Um, I mean, we talked about it last night, and and our, our sort of how we have the bracket pro, progressing. Um, and I found it really difficult there. I'm, I'm going to come up with picks here, but uh, if it, if they're completely opposite side, I, I just wouldn't surprise me. I'm, I'm finding it really difficult. But I mean, France are the favourites for this one. Um, I might say you certainly wouldn't describe them as a one-man team. I think if you took Mbappe out of the equation, which which you can't, I, I don't. I think would be a lot closer in the market. Wouldn't they? I don't think France would necessarily be favourites. Unfortunately, we can't take him out of the equation. He's there, and he's, he's pretty special, isn't he? Um, I, I do think England are closer to France than many are suggesting in in, in the media and sort of people talking England chances down a, a little bit. Um, I don't think France have been quite as eye catching in the tournament as as again the, the media are making out. Um, you know, they were comfortable against Australia, went behind and, and, and cruised to a sort of 4-1 win in the end. I mean, the Denmark win was 86 minutes it took them to go, to go ahead against Denmark, went behind, equalised first half, I think, and then 86 minutes um, for them to actually push ahead against Denmark, who have been absolutely awful in this, this, this tournament. I, I think we struggle struggling through the Tunisia game. We're not bothered about that at all. Um, and even in the polling game, um, I mean, the scoreline makes it look like a bit of a walk in the park, particularly before the 98-minute penalty, 3-0 up. You think France have absolutely cruised it. Um, I mean, they've run out comfortable winners, but two two fairly late goals made the scoreline somewhat flattering, I think. Um, and they actually lost, on XG that game, France 1.25, Portugal 1.95. Um, Poland. I wrote that Poland, down, Baz. I was going to quiz yeah. you about that because I I watched that game and in my mind, France battered them. And then um, you write that down and you think, eh, what's got on there? I didn't really understand that. So yeah, I was going to, I was going to ask you about that because it looked, so I sort of remember it as a France 2.5, Poland 0.7 type of game and it actually yeah, I mean, uh, was nothing the, like that. The penalty pushes it up a bit, doesn't it? I think even if you take the penalty out of it, they're pretty much neck and neck in that XG. But, I mean, 70 minutes in, it's still only 1-0 France, isn't it? They haven't sort of, you know, got ahead early and just kept them at bay. It took quite a while to get that second goal. Um, if they're a good side, and I'm, I'm, it probably sounds like I'm talking them down and underestimating them a bit. That's not really the case. But they have conceded in every game. Um and England represent a significantly bigger challenge up front than anyone they've faced so far, I think. Appreciate Lewandowski's one of the best strikers around. Um, but across the board, England have got... Uh, you're gonna, they're going to offer a bigger threat than Poland would have done in that one. Um, and let's not forget they came into this tournament in pretty poor form as well. Um, they had one win in six in the Nations League and only one clean sheet in the Nations League. So defensively, they're letting goals in pretty much every game at the minute um, so I've got I'm definitely fancying England to get on the score sheet the big question then is is what we can do at the other end uh, I think defensively we've, we've looked alright but again we haven't really been tested 
at this sort of level yet in the tournament. Um, but again, you, you can see that about anyone. It, you know, when you get to the quarterfinals, most of the big teams haven't been tested yet. It, you know, these are some of the first games where two of the real contenders are coming up against each other. So always going to be difficult at this stage. I mean, England. I think the price outright to win in ninety minutes is is, is interesting. Um, equally, plus money for them to qualify is, isn't isn't bad. Um, I'm I'm going to go just because of France' defensive record. I'm, I'm going to go with England to to get in amongst the goals. I mean, they've conceded one in every game. I'm going to back England to go one better and score at least two in this game. I think it's good value. It's seven to four. Uh, I think I think this could be quite a high-scoring game. Um, I don't see it being that cagey, and I think both defences could look vulnerable against some of these uh, exciting players going forward. Uh, so England two or more, it's seven to four. I mean, England are the highest-scoring team in the tournament, twelve in four games, uh, along with Portugal now. Um, I appreciate it's a tougher challenge, but the forwards are playing with confidence, and I'm, I'm happy to back them here. Um, so yeah, I do fancy France to score at some point. So England would then need to score two to win. So if I'm back in England to win, um, I feel like taking the two goals, give me that slight insurance against a 2-2 or a 3-2 France, something like that. Um, so, yeah, 7-4, England to score two or more. Yeah, OK. Um, yeah, he, he covered that a lot. Um, but as, the, as far as the trends go, over two and a half um, has landed three out of four of the England games and um, both teams to score in just one of the four games. Uh, France over two and a half in three of the four games. So there's six for eight between them with both teams to score in three of the four games for France. England have been good. Um, they were held up a little bit against the USC. Um, and then the first half an hour of the games against Wales and Senegal, but they got going uh, in both games and really never looked back. Um, I remain unconvinced by the back four. See, they haven't really faced much. I mean, that group, Iran, USA, Wales, and then as far as Senegal go, um, they they never really got into the game either. But I mean, you can only you can only beat what they put in front of you. They have kept uh, three clean sheets in the four games. Um, Bellingham's been an absolute star, and they've got six or seven top class forwards. Um, like we've said a couple of times on the show, probably second only to Brazil on paper in terms of what they've got. France have been good as well. Um, very much led by Mbappe, though. I totally agree with what you said, Baz, about them not being a one-man team, but he shoulders more of the burden than I think any of the England players. So certainly more than Harry Kane. I think England would have loads of options if you took Kane out. If you took Mbappe out, France, I really do think, would struggle a little bit more. Um, he's got five goals. Uh, we talked about in the last show, um, top of the golden boot market at the moment, supported by... I mean, adequately supported as well by Dembele, Giroud, Griezmann, uh, Tukumani's playing okay. They haven't kept a clean sheet. Um, you're right about that. So my starting point here, uh, goals, and I've gone a bit maverick here. I've got England 2, France 2 was my starting point. Uh, so the draw's at 9-4, to four, uh, plus 2.25. The 2-2 scoreline is 16-1, if you little bit of, want a little bit of that. Um, both teams to score four to five minus one twenty five over two and a half is eleven to ten a plus one ten over three and a half um, which would fit into that two two draw but it would factor in a little three one win or anything else on top of that um, eleven to four plus two seventy five 
Um, actually, in terms of the outcome bars, I, I looked at England to win an extra time if I was going to give one out. Um, like I say, I think they've got loads of options off the bench. We get that 2-2 draw, and then they can throw on Rashford, Grealish, uh, Callum Wilson, whoever it's going to be. Um, England to win an extra time at 12s. I looked at some goal scorers as well in this market. Basically, a couple that we talked about last night. Saka, uh, 12 to 1 first goal and uh, 5 to 1 any time. What you want is opportunity. You want them to be starting and to be playing up front in a decent team, which is what's going on. Um, Bellingham, just because he stood out for me so much this tournament, does get a lot of goals for Dortmund. Has one so far in this tournament is 18 to 1 uh, first goal and 7.5 plus 750. Um, any time, and then I threw out John Stones at forty to one because he's got some. Uh, he gets some tournament goals, so things tend to drop to him in the box. Um, set pieces, England are decent at so John Stones forty to one, eighteen to one any time. If you're looking at Mbappe, um, we said how reliable they are. Uh, Ninety-two first goal and seven to four any time uh, plus one seventy-five is not a bad price, you know. I think we were happy to take him in the last round, which was at a price of plus one ten. Um, 11 to 10, so much bigger price here. Obviously, the quality of opposition is factored into that. All of those things, Baz, if you're going to put a gun to my head and pick my best bet, I would have take both teams to score. Um, four to five, minus 125, so not, a, not going to get you rich, but it is a working man's price, and it's the sort of thing we're happy giving out, and I know a lot of our American listeners are happy to take... Um, either side of a, of a minus 120, plus 120, that's kind of how their betting culture works. So I think um, both teams to score four to five is a huge price. And for a dog, I'd just go over three and a half, 11 to four, um, two, two, or three, one, either way. Um, I think this is going to be open and we'll see goals. So uh, Q, nil, nil, incoming, uh, but I'll take over three and a half at 11 to four, Baza. Yeah, not bad. I mean, I think we're both along the same wavelength, thinking it could be high score and quite open. Um Lots of chances at, at each end. Uh, I certainly, I looked at Saka as well. I think, again, if you're back in that, you want to wait for the team lineup to come out, make sure he's starting. Um, but five to one any time for Saka looks good. I think England just look more of a threat. A lot, lot more like goals are going to come from those wide positions. Um, we've seen Sterling, Rashford, Foden, Saka combining for how many goals between them now? eight maybe um, from those wide positions so I'd be taking Saka at five to one over Kane every day of the week um, in terms of the anytime goal scorer market I, I definitely like Saka yeah they do get in behind the full back and pull those low crosses you're expecting someone to arrive at the back stick for a two yard tapping uh, either Saka from one wing or Foden from the other wing so even the kind of the goal Henderson scored the other night was that kind of goal where the ball gets pulled back to the edge of the box uh, so yeah uh, yeah, hopefully it'll be a good game. Like, um, looking forward to it. Um, like we've said before, I'm not a not a massive England fan. If they do get beat, my life will go back to normal pretty quickly. Uh, but yeah, I just hope it's uh, good fun for everyone who is following here in England and the Ben. I'm sure uh, Bob's dead excited and his little cronies. I'm looking forward to it. So there's other people who were were really hoping for an England win. So let's hope we can do it um, for them. And I think, Baz, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that's got us to the end of this uh, show. You didn't, you didn't get too confused, Baz. You know where you are. You haven't started wandering up and down the street. Do you like? Are you okay? I'm all right at the minute. We'll see how the next one goes when we end this show and then start 
the show that comes before. We're getting into the DeLorean, Baz. That's what we're doing. Oh, um, we're going to stop this show, out. jump in the DeLorean, <laughs> and start talking about Friday's games. Woo! Crazy, man. Absolutely wild. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Good luck with your bets that you're having on Saturday's games. Good luck with the bets that you've already had on Friday's games that we're going to talk about in half an hour. Um, so if you're having a bet, I think what I'm trying to say is good luck with it. Uh, we appreciate your support and everyone listening, usual place, uh, get those five-star reviews in. Five, press the button on Spotify. We must have had tremendous. a few more yesterday. Um, Did we? Because on Spotify, we can't see the rating until there's so many reviews in. Yeah. Uh, and I went on today and we have got a rating on there now. So 12 people have pressed the button. Ah, uh, um, one of them was me. Did you did you mark us down? Somebody's marked us down. Oh, did they? Yeah, that was oh, me. Three, you? I said. Yeah, we were four point eight from twelve reviews. It's not bad, like. But keep pressing the five star if you are listening. Honestly, it takes two seconds. And if you're not listening on Spotify, just listen to a couple on there and then give us a rating anyway, because um, it does help um, and it gives us a bit of a warm feeling in our stomachs and that. It, and we get yeah. I thought um, I thought we were worthy of a three bars. That's fair enough, isn't it? Three is it's your fault. You've marked the <laughs> Yeah. Uh, three's plenty. You don't want to overdo it. It's shite, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, do do whatever Baz said. Um, thanks, everyone. Um, we'll be back in a few minutes with yesterday's podcast or something like that. But until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers.